1: Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now, for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the LightningInsider.com podcast. I am Eric Erlinson from Lightning Insider. Coming to you after Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal wins this one by a score of 3-2 to in overtime. Josh Anderson scores his second goal of the game uh, shortly into overtime to win the game 3-2 and force a Game 5 back in Tampa at Amelie Arena on Wednesday 8 p.m. start again back on NBC for that game. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, like, you're, a lot of people are going to look at this game and say the Lightning played poorly. The Lightning didn't deserve to win. The Lightning didn't do this. The Lightning didn't do that. At the end of the day, they just didn't win the game. That's It's bottom line. That's what it comes down to. We can pick apart anything and everything that the team did. We can... Rightly critique them for the failed opportunity when they got the four-minute power play chance when Shea Weber was in the box for high-sticking Andre Pallott with a minute one left in the third period that carried over into overtime. They had almost a a three-full-minute power play in overtime, didn't get the job done, end up losing shortly after that on Montreal's first two shots um, of the overtime session, The, the initial shot and then the rebound. Uh, opportunity by Josh Anderson that he put in Um, at the end of the day they didn't win the game and I don't know how much anybody believes in stuff that's meant to be you know you look for situations of symmetry and you've heard me talk about symmetry here uh, a little bit here throughout this postseason in, in some situations I mean the banked Goaling off the skate that looked like Brad Richards doing it against uh, Montreal back in 2004, the Blake Coleman goal, you know, with 1.1 second left on the clock in game three, or game two, rather, they gave them a two-to-one lead going into the third period, you know, all these things. Well, when Tampa Bay lost game six to Philadelphia in the Eastern Conference Finals back in 2004, You know, it was about as gut-wrenching of a situation as you can have. You know, you want to talk about Game 6 against the Islanders this year and blowing that 2-0 lead and and then losing in overtime. Um, You know, this game tonight, uh, or after that Philadelphia game, you know, I remember Tim Taylor, alternate captain for the team at the time, talking after the game, and basically he said, Look, we were meant to do this. We were meant to play a game seven. This team was meant to play a game seven. We have to look the devil in the eye and get the job done. And I just I just have that feel here that something was just meant to be. And that's a game five on home ice in Tampa at Amelie Arena after what everybody went through last year when this team played every single game in the playoffs in empty buildings, the fans were not there to be able to partake in any of those games, the highs and the lows, everything else. You know, now now there's an opportunity. The Cup will be in the building Wednesday night. The Stanley Cup will be in the building Wednesday night, and I know there's going to be a lot of anticipation. There's going to be a lot of anxiety. There's going to be a lot of anxiousness. For that game. But you can't tell me. And if you're listening to this. You're a fan of the team. You can't tell me you're not looking forward to this opportunity. Yeah. It's going to be nerve wracking. I get it. It was probably nerve wracking tonight. I was at the watch party. Up in the press box. Watching the game. Got to listen to the 16,000 plus. React to the game as if it was taking place on the ice. You could sense it. You could sense the anticipation, the nervousness, all the stuff that comes with it. But you can't tell me after watching this team win in 2020 in an empty building and, you know, there was the boat parade, obviously, and the opportunities to kind of catch the cup around town, the various places it was. You can't tell me that you're not you not looking forward to this. I'm not saying that anything happened Then the Lightning, the Lightning tried to lose Game Four. No way in hell that was the case. The way they started the game, the way they played in the third period, the numbers are going to tell you the Lightning put forth the right kind of effort to win Game Number Four, but they didn't. They couldn't get the job done. They couldn't close the job done. Uh, Carey Price was a difference in net. He hadn't been a difference in the first three games of the series. He's obviously a fantastic goaltender, one of the best of his generation. And he put his stamp on a game. He hadn't put his stamp on a game to this point. Uh, I think one area that the Lightning probably didn't do as well tonight that they had done in the first three games, and that was getting traffic in front of him. Um, Seems like shots were rushed just a little bit, whereas maybe in the last couple of games... The shots were waiting for the screen to arrive. It seems like the shots were getting there before the screen was. Uh, So that's an area that you'd like to see them improve upon for game number five. But here you have this chance now. And I'm not, I don't believe in fate. I'm not calling that. um, You know, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, they're going to win on Wednesday. But they have a chance to share this with the community, something they were robbed of last year, something they didn't have the opportunity. Of course, I mean, look, at the end of the day, they, they won the game. They won game six against Dallas as the road team anyway. So uh, it, maybe it doesn't work out quite that way if things were normal last year, but they weren't normal. Uh, but now you have this chance coming up on Wednesday, 18,000 in the building, to to energize the team and we we know their record everything is in their favor history says it's in their favor um, you know and, and now you have as a fan of this team the chance to watch them win on home ice and the last team to win talk about symmetry the last team to win a Stanley Cup in their building on home ice in front of their fans were the Chicago Blackhawks in 2015 16 and 17, Pittsburgh won both of those games on the road. Nashville and San Jose. In 2018, Washington won in Vegas. And then 2019, St. Louis won Game 7 in Boston. And then, of course, last year, handed out in the bubble. So if you want to try and bring things full circle, I'm not... Again, I'm not a believer in fate but it just it just it feels the way things are lining up to kind of bring this group, this core group full circle from when they first went on that run in 2015 to what is most likely the last run here in 2021 again I, I'm just things just feel like they're lining up Couple of things to keep an eye on first. Obviously, please be safe, listen to the weather reports because we know there's a tropical storm that's coming our way. We're not going to escape this. It's a question of how far offshore it's going to be as I'm recording this after game four on Monday. Uh, the good news is, when in, in perspective, in terms of what it does for potential. Uh, disruption for the game on Wednesday. It doesn't look like it's going to have any effect whatsoever on game number five. Storm should be clear out of here by then. We'll feel most of the effects starting, you know, Tuesday afternoon into Tuesday Tuesday evening, and by Wednesday afternoon, it should all be cleared out. Uh, sounds as if the teams and. The NHL personnel will all have the opportunity to be able to get into town. I guess the league uh, charter flight was leaving early on Tuesday morning to be able to get here in time. Last I checked, the lighting was scheduled to arrive around 2.15, 2.30 on Tuesday. I'm sure Montreal has theirs all set up to be able to get here in time. So it sounds like everything should be okay in terms of uh, getting off without a hitch Uh, No disruptions for game number five. But please just be aware. Pay attention to your local newscasts, whether that's on the radio, on TV, whatever it is. You know, if you lose power, you can still listen other ways as we can in today's world. Uh, But it doesn't sound like there will be any disruption to game number five. So that's the good news. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is there. Questions about Alex Killorn. Uh Kalorn did take part in warm-up tonight. Uh, he did not play in the game, but he did take part in warm-up, so my guess is he'll be a game-time decision once again on Wednesday. That's what he was tonight. Uh, but having said that, got to give some attention to Matthew Joseph for what he's been able to do. Here's a guy who two years ago was a pretty big part of the team, was somewhat irregular as a rookie, stumbled in his sophomore year, spent a good portion of last year in Syracuse with the Crunch. And then was with the team for the entire time in the bubble. Was the only player not to appear in a playoff game. Comes back this year. Uses that as motivation for himself. He was probably the most improved player on the Lightning roster this year. Again, he's in the lineup to start the playoffs. Opening series against the Florida Panthers. He's out there. Once Barclay Goodrow came back, he was out of the lineup. He hasn't played or hadn't played since game number three against the Panthers in round one. Alex Kalorn suffers the injury, blocks the shot in game number one against the Canadiens. And Matthew Joseph comes in, inserted right into the lineup. In three games, he's got two assists, and he's got two pretty key assists. Right, He had the, the assist on Tyler Johnson's first goal that made it 4-1 in game number three. And here in game number four, he sets up Pat Maroon for a third-period tying goal after Tampa Bay had fallen behind. It was 1-1 going into the third. Alex Romanoff, who plays his first game in the final, scores a go-ahead goal. And it's a play that starts by Tyler Johnson. And Matthew Joseph uses his speed to push the puck up the ice. Creates basically a two-on-one and sends a perfect little sauce pass to Pat Maroon to tie the game, which uh, eventually obviously sent it. Overtime, so a lot of appreciation for what Matthew Joseph has been able to provide after being out of the lineup for so long. It's never easy, you know. Players in his situation, they have to be ready in case they're called on at any point in time. You never know when your number is going to be called. Think back to Jonathan Marcia's show in 2015 when Ryan uh, Ryan Callahan ended up having the appendectomy. And Marcia Show is called on to be in the lineup. And this is also an appreciation conversation about the play of Ryan McDonough. He has been unbelievable in this postseason. It's amazing. He doesn't have a goal. But his impact at both ends of the ice has been off the charts. I've been so impressed with the way that Ryan McDonough has played this postseason. And he did it again in Game 4. The tying goal scored by Barclay Goodrow, I mean, it's all, it's all Ryan McDonough. First, he makes a great step at the blue line to win a puck, to keep it in the zone. And he's able to get it over to Blake Coleman. And then he goes low. Like he goes low, drags Jeff Petrie with him, which opens up a lane behind him, and he's able to backhand a pass to Barclay Goodrow for the game-tying goal that made a 1-1. And we've seen him make, I mean, think about the number of plays that Ryan McDonough has made in the past two playoffs. Remember, it was his pass to Nikita Kucherov in Game 2 against the Islanders last year with Kucherov's game-winning goal with 8 seconds left. He he pinches down low, wins the puck, and zips it over across the top of the crease to an open McDonough. It was his pass in Game 1 against Florida this year that sent Braden Point in for a breakaway for a game-winning goal with a minute 14 left. I mean, his impact... He's he's got seven assists in this playoffs, and I can't sit here and recount all seven of them. But it feels like every time he picks up a point, it's on a it's with a great play or a key goal or a key moment in a game. And and, and you wonder, you know, what does this team look like without Ryan McDonough on the ice on a consistent basis? He's he's just been absolutely fantastic throughout this postseason so that's my appreciation conversation regarding Ryan McDonough so now the big question and it's going to be the storyline for the next two days until the puck drops again is can Montreal pull off a miracle can the Canadians, who have already come back from down 3-1 in a series against Toronto earlier in these po- playoffs, can they become just the second team in Stanley Cup final history to erase a 3-0 lead? Can they become just the fifth team in NHL playoff history to erase a 3-0 series deficit to win a series? They, f- they found some life. They made some changes. We mentioned Romanoff. Brett Kulak came into the lineup. They took out Yesberry Kok inserted Jake Evans. Is that a magic formula? Did Montreal find a magic formula? Did Dominic Ducharme weave some magic? Eh, I don't think so. I said it after game two. When Montreal was down 2-0 in the series, I didn't see a path to victory for them after 2-0. So to think that there's a path to victory for them down 3-0, it's hard to see. It's difficult to see. As I said after Game 3, maybe we shouldn't have been surprised that the Lightning were up 3-0 in the series. Because they're just that much better than Montreal. Now, that doesn't always translate into the better team winning a series. But when you're up 3-0, the better team's going to win the series. Something catastrophic would have to happen for that to be the case. We know Tampa Bay's record after a playoff loss dating back to last year. Lost track of the number. It's 13 or 14-0. and Andre Vasilevsky has been fantastic after a playoff loss. The team itself has been fantastic after a playoff loss. And, and obviously the results speak f- to that. But it's also the way that they have responded and played after losses to put themselves in the position. I mean, think back to Game 7 against the Islanders. I mean, how good were the Lightning in that game from start to finish? You know, when they lost Game 5 in Florida, how good were they in Game 6 from start to finish? When they lost Game, game 5 against Dallas in the Cup Final last year in double overtime, how good were they in Game 6? You know, the, the fight back for Montreal is such a daunting task and you can break it down and you can use the clichés hey we can't win the series in one game and it's 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 a it's a hard fight and the lightning are a good team they're an exceptional team so it's difficult to fathom the thought of a path that leads to the lightning losing the series i'm not saying it's impossible Again, Carey Price, you could argue, stole a game tonight. He's that good. He can steal games. Guy down the other end is pretty good, too, just like we saw in game two. I I think what the lighting have to do a little bit better, I think I mentioned the the screens, get those uh, motion screens back into effect. I think that they kind of strayed away from that a little bit here in, in game four uh get your power play on track. It's carried them for a good portion of this playoffs. it had an opportunity to carry them to a cup championship game tonight. It didn't happen. Uh, look you, you you probably have to assume as well that you're not going to get five power play opportunities and, and look the Weber penalty was automatic. It's automatic. It's a double minor. It has to be called. There's no getting around that. But you pretty much have to think that anything that's going to be called is going to have to be an automatic, without a doubt, has to be called penalty. That's probably about the only thing you're going to get. I mean, there was a play tonight while Tampa Bay was on the power play where Jake Evans Literally had Braden Point's arm hooked. And it it held him up. Basically, it held him so that Shea Weber can come over and try and decapitate him. Wasn't called a penalty. Because they're not going to give a team a five on three. It's just not going to happen. You know, as somebody said, they were actually kind of surprised that Shea Weber was called for the double minor, which I don't by that. I mean, that's an automatic call. You can't you can't get around that. You're not going to get around that. So take advantage of the power play chances you do get cuz you might not get many of them. But just manage the puck and I thought for the most part they did that tonight. They put themselves in position to win a game. I think that they'll put themselves in position to win a game again on Wednesday, again, doesn't guarantee results. And, you know, you've heard me say it. You've heard it come out of John Cooper, the phrase process over outcome. You know, he he put a new one in tonight that we heard. Work over hope. So process over outcome, work over hope. Play the game the right way. Put in the work. You're going to get rewarded. And... You're going to get rewarded more times than not. And that's kind of how you view things here uh, moving forward. Is to put in the right work ethic, execute the game plan, and take care of of the puck. And you're going to put yourself into a position to win the game. So that's how I I view things on Wednesday. And again, I'm not a believer in fate. You have to go out and earn it. And John Cooper has mentioned that many times. They do have to go out and earn it. But I just, I just I don't know, call it a feeling. Whatever it is. That the way things are just sort of lining up here for this team, that I, I like their chances going into Wednesday's game, game number five, against Montreal. And boy, I can't even imagine. What the ticket prices are going to look like because they were off the charts the other day on the secondary market. Um, not that I paid too much attention to it, but I had to have curiosity. Uh, but hopefully, uh, you're lucky enough to be in the building. Hopefully, enough, you're lucky enough to get up a ticket. Um, not many of them, uh, certainly more than there were in Montreal. Uh, but it's just, it just, it's just, it's going to be a fun, fun atmosphere. On Wednesday, and hopefully, they end up giving the fans their reward for sticking with them and being there. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. Again, game five at Amelie Arena, 8 p.m. Pay attention to the weather uh, leading into the game. There shouldn't be any issues in terms of how it disrupts the game, but please stay safe. If you're in a flood zone, if you're in South Tampa, Please pay attention for sure. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, Again, I am Eric Erlinson from lightninginsider.com. Don't forget about our special promo code at smackapparel.com. Use the code BOLTS21 for 21% off any order at smackapparel.com. Use it today. Got some great stuff up there. Uh, And Again, it's not just... Hockey theme stuff. The, any anything that you uh, want to purchase from them, just use that code. Uh, and again, bolts twenty one will get you twenty one percent off your order. Uh, all right. Again, game five on Wednesday, eight p.m. NBC. I'll be back with another recap uh, after that game, and uh, hopefully talking to you with some better outcome. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Be safe over the next couple days, everybody. We'll check back in with you again on Wednesday.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.